I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 450 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I am taking you overseas to New Zealand today to have a conversation with one of the greatest rugby players to ever play the game. Dan Carter joins me on the podcast. Dan recently retired from professional rugby after a career in which he has won three super rugby titles playing with the Crusaders. He has also won nine Tri-Nations and Rugby Championships with the All Blacks. He was named the International Rugby Board Player of the Year in 2005, 2012, and 2015. Dan is considered by many experts as the greatest fly half in the history of the game. There was a documentary made about him back in 2019 titled Dan Carter, A Perfect Ten, which featured his personal life and the challenges he faced on the road to winning the 2015 Rugby World Cup. Dan is a legend and a world-class rugby player and a first-class father all the way. It's an honor for me to have him on the podcast today. Dan Carter will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Dan Carter was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the rugby legend and myself, please get over there and hit me with a subscribe on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if any of you dads out there are rugby fans, you have got to flip it back to episode 277 with Carl and Isles. He is known as the fastest rugby player in the world. He spoke so well about his co-parenting situation, so please go back and check out that interview. And make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements, including the host of the number one daily downloaded podcast in the world and a dancing professional from Dancing with the Stars who also appeared on The Masked Dancer. Uh, Find out who they are and so many others over there at Alec Lace on Instagram. Now, I have been popping up there on the Clubhouse app and playing around with some of the rooms over there. I'm going to be trying to make more appearances. If you guys are active on Clubhouse, look for me over there at Alec Lace. I'd love to connect with you. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating or review on any of the podcast apps that you're listening on, iTunes, Spotify, wherever that is. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's right here, celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, I'm going to be right back with the rugby great Dan Carter. I'm Alec Lason. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, where are you buying the meat that nourishes you and your family? I used to get mine at the supermarket, but now, thanks to Belcampo, it comes straight to my door, and it's far better and healthier than what I was used to. And thanks to my new partnership with Belcampo, first-class fatherhood listeners can now benefit as well. Grass-fed and pasture-raised meats like Belcampo have five amazing benefits for your health compared to conventional meats. Healthy fats, omega-3s, antioxidants, minerals, and yes, more omegas. Belcampo animals grow more slowly as nature intended. This is a difference you can both see and taste. And I'm telling you right now, guys, once you try it, you'll make the switch just like I did. Hey, it's your family, dads. Give them the nutritious meats that they deserve. And if you order right now, you can save 20% off your first order. Go to belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood. That's B-E-L-C-A-M-P-O.com forward slash fatherhood. And use the promo code fatherhood to save 20% off your first order. All right, guys, and the way Belcampo raises its animals isn't only better for your health, it has a positive impact on the environment as well. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood, use that promo code fatherhood, and save 20% off your first order. A gift for first-time customers from First Class Fatherhood. 
joining me now, First Class Father, Dan Carter. Welcome from First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. I'm not sure about uh, me being a first class father, but I'm, I'm still learning it as I'm going and absolutely love it uh, every single day. Yeah, well, on this show, you're a first class father. So let, let's start it right there. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Yeah, I've got uh, three three boys, um, sort of Marco, Fox and Rocco. Uh, they're seven, five and two and uh, number four on the way. So a couple more months. And uh, you know, have four four children. Not sure if it's a boy or girl yet. Um, you know, obviously everyone's going. No, I hope it's a girl for you guys. <laughs> um, but uh, to be honest, uh, another boy would probably be easier. So we're, as long as um, you know they're healthy and everything, it doesn't really matter if it's a boy or girl. But mate, uh, you you're a father of four. Is that? Uh, I, yeah, I was just going to tell you, I, I have three boys, and then we got our girl on the fourth try. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, um, otherwise, no. otherwise we'd have five by now. But we got her on the fourth try, and, and that's the uh, well that too. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm building my little rugby team. It's another boy. It's alright. Just uh, keep going. <laughs> now, are you guys gonna find out, or you're gonna wait till the end? No, we've um, we've waited till the end for for all the three boys up uh, until this date, and then we're gonna do exactly the same this time around. We kind of feel like it's such an amazing surprise. You can find out so much these days, you know, on the internet. If you okay, you know, you can find out all sorts of information. This is sort of one of the things that. Um, can be a complete surprise. So we we like that about uh, not knowing, um, you know, what sex is going to be. And and to be honest, uh, for us, it it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, we did it with our third. I think it's a great surprise. Yeah, the technology's getting so they're going to be able to tell you when the baby's in the womb, whether it's going to be a rugby player, a cricket player, or what. You know what I mean? So, well, you know what I want to do, Dan, here, please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, obviously, my name's Dan Carter. I'm a... was an international rugby player, played for 13 years for the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team. Um, you know, went over and played a, a little few years in France, a few years in Japan. Uh, my professional career spanned over 18 years, and I've just recently retired. Uh, family been a big part of that reason. So I returned back to New Zealand, uh, living here, beautiful part of the world. Um, yeah, very grateful to, yeah, to be back home. Yeah, and congratulations on the retirement. You're a legendary rugby player, and uh, I would imagine uh, it's got to be difficult to balance the two. I'll get more into that in a second, but uh, along this journey here of your career, about how old were you, Dan, when you first became a father, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, it's, um, it was almost eight years ago, so Marco's birthday is soon. Um, got married in 2011, our first child. 2013 um and it did it completely changed you know my perspective i was um you know a successful rugby player and, and that was a big part of you know my focus and and it was hard to escape you know the the pressures of, of being a rugby player um you know my wife she was uh, a sportswoman she played uh, field hockey for new zealand so um she really understood what it took to, to be a professional sports person and she was extremely supportive but as soon as, as we had children it just brought a whole new perspective to to my career um you know you'd have good days you'd have bad days um but it didn't matter you know if you came home you lost and you're upset and then you you grab your baby or you know son or daughter and you know they they have no idea you know you're just daddy to them and i absolutely love that and it just you know put you know sport into perspective it, it's not the end of the world if you, you lose a game, it's not the end of the world if you have a bad game. Um, so it was a great perspective because I used to go home after a loss or a poor game 
and I'll be thinking about it, you know, for a couple of days. I just I couldn't shake it. Um, but as soon as you know we, we built this uh, little family, it just took my my mind off, and it just really helped with having a really good balanced lifestyle. So when I was at training or playing, that's where my focus was. When I came home, my family, this is you know, I took a little bit to adjust, but once I got, I, I realized that okay, my my mind needs to be here. You know, that I need to be present, and and this really brought an amazing balance to my life. Yeah, very well said. All right, and Dan, how about your three boys? What type of sports or activities are they into? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very sporty, to be honest. Um, they love soccer. They're obsessed with Messi. Um, I, I love Messi, and I'm sure he's a bit of influence on, on their love for Messi. Um, so my eldest son, Marco, he's, he's got all the Messi kit. He's out kicking goals, uh, pretending that he's Messi. But he, he plays um, tag rugby. They call it rip rugby down here. Um, soccer, futsal, tennis. Um, you know, he's just extremely sporty. Fox is is the same. He's five, and he's just starting to take the sport now. He's he's actually a little artist. Loves art. Loves drawing. Um, you know, he's he's got a, a really big heart. You know, always picking flowers for mummy, telling mummy how much he he loves her. So he, he's really sweet. But he's he's getting into futsal too now. A bit of rip rugby, tennis. He loves it, and obviously the two-year-old's just uh, following the older brothers around every step. I, you know, I feel sorry for him. He's probably going to be the toughest out of all of them because he's following them. He wants to be playing with them, um, but he's not really offering a lot at the moment. So um, the other two just sort of pick on him a little bit. But, uh, you know, he'll be extremely resilient because of that. And you know, I'm, I'm a left footer when I, when I kick. So my eldest two, they're, they're left footers as well when they play soccer and kick. But the two-year-old, I've already worked out that he's he's a right footer. So he's the first right footer of the team, which is which is good to see. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and I did I did read somewhere, Dan, that the NFL was trying to lure you over to be a kicker over here with the New England Patriots. I don't know if there was other teams involved. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Uh, was there ever any uh, anybody any of the NFL teams that reached out to you? What is your opinion of American football? Was it ever a serious consideration for you to do it? Oh, I love American football. I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Of all the, all the American sports, in particular, yeah, American football, as a as a kicker and, and rugby, you know, um, yeah, it's something I do and, and live and breathe, and it's something I've done ever since I was a little kid. As soon as I could walk, it was, was kick it and oval ball. Uh, so yeah, I, I went to the Patriots just to look at their facilities. It had nothing to do with sort of being scouted or anything like that. It was just uh, sort of mutual friends got invited there. But they obviously did a little bit of research and realised that I kick goals for a living. Uh, so they wanted to, to see me kick. And um, I'd just been injured with my Achilles injury. Uh, so I couldn't, unfortunately, but they showed me around. I talked to the you know, the scouts there, um, special teams coach, even had a, a little chat with um, Robert Kraft as well. And um, It was a really interesting process. And they wanted to see if I could kick or not, um, see if I you know, was tempted to go to tryouts. But um, I thought it was just a little bit too risky having a family. I know how cutthroat, you know, American sports can be, and I'd, I'd never, you know, tried to to kick a American football before. So, you know, I just flirted with the idea. To be honest, I never took it too seriously. Yeah, and I'll tell you, r- rugby is definitely becoming more popular. I know a lot of a lot of high schools now in in America are having rugby teams. Uh, I had Colin Isles on the podcast here. Uh, one, of, one of the fastest rugby players that they got. And, and, and there's some, some definite interest in the game. Uh, one of the obvious problems that there is with American football and the NFL is the concussions. 
And, and kids playing contact football at such a young age, a lot of parents are really worried uh, about allowing their kids to play. And I know rugby, obviously a contact game as well. What do you, what do you say uh, is a good age for parents to get their kids, allow them to start playing uh, full contact, start playing rugby? Yeah, I guess something that we work really hard on here in New Zealand is technique. So obviously it's a contact sport. There's, there's going to be collisions. That's why people you know, love watching the game. Um, but at a young age, when I talked about ripper rugby, you know, they play with tags down their side. So up until the ages of eight, you know, from six, seven, eight, they play um, tags, but they have to go in close to the body and rip the tags from the waist. And, you know, when you get used to that and doing that for a couple of years, when it comes to contact and tackling, you're already practicing the right techniques because you're getting them close. You want them to be, you know, hitting with your shoulder around the waist. You know, you don't want to be hitting them high. Um, so you're teaching really good technique at a young age. So it's something that we do really well here in New Zealand. Um, you know, so they're not just diving at the at the opposition, sort of knocking, diving in with their head first. They they practice um, some really really good technique, which helps them, you know, later in, in life. And you know, obviously, you know, the contact sport, you're, you're never going to escape, um, you know, concussions and contacts and things like that. But you know, teaching them good technique from a young age, so you know, they start playing uh, full contact around the eight here. And what they do really well is they also have it in uh, weight grades, okay? So it's not like a, a little sort of 30 kg um, boy is, is playing against a 60, 70 kg boy. They're all playing similar similar weights as well, which, you know, gives the parents a, a lot of confidence uh, as well. Yeah, and, and we have that here. Flag football really exploded here. A lot of kids we have, which is great now where the kids can actually learn the fundamentals of the game without getting you know, banged around and taking those heavy blows to the head at such a young age. So it's definitely been an improvement uh, to the system over here as well. And then re reining it back into you as a dad here, what would you say are the top values, Dan, uh, that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? All right, dads, if we learned anything this last year, it's that building health and immunity is more important than ever. And that all begins with what you put on your plate. Belcampo is on a mission to revolutionize the meat industry for the well-being of people, the planet, and animals by farming meat the right way with certified humane, regenerative, and climate-positive practices, which means it's better for you, the planet, and the animals. That's a trifecta that I'm proud to be a part of, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can have Belcampo sustainably raised meats delivered right to your door using my promo code FATHERHOOD at belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood and get 20% off your first order. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood. Use the promo code fatherhood at the checkout and save 20% off your first order at Belcampo. All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the MyPillow products, from the robe to the towels, but my absolute favorite, hands-down product, is the MyPillow mattress topper on our king-size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game-changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees... 
All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. Getting it back into you as a dad here, what would you say are the top values, Dan, uh, that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? Yeah, I think just to, to live in the moment and, and you know, be, be really positive. You know, you already see at a young age, you know, some of the setbacks they have, whether it's something as simple as, as losing a game of soccer or whatever it is, but just being really positive and, and caring is, is another one that, you know, put a lot of effort in. And, you know, so we're really proud of, of Fox. He's just so caring. He's always thinking of other people, um, asking if they're okay, telling them how much he loves them. Um, so I think that sort of real, real positivity, just, you know, you can achieve anything, you can bounce back, you're resilient, um, but you're also thinking about other people. You know, you're, you're treating people the way that you want to be treated, I, I think is, you know, one of the most important values. Yeah, and what about as far as discipline goes, Dan? What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad, and is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, yeah, I mean, my parents were, were pretty relaxed. Um, you know, if I was misbehaving, I was a little bit uh, mischievous at times, you know, I, I needed to be disciplined. So, um, you know, very similar, um, you know, we were very caring, sort of loving parents, but, you know, if they are pushing the boundaries at times, you know, they, they need to know what is right and what is wrong. Um, you know, so, you know, I wouldn't say there's a lot of yelling that goes on in the household, but there's, um, you know, a definite sort of, you know, I guess reasoning when it comes to, to, to what is right and what is wrong. And all parents out there know that, you know, your kids will push the boundaries, uh, you know, numerous occasions. It's, you know, we've got a toddler at the moment, two-year-old, who's pushing the boundaries a lot more than uh, than his older brothers, but it's all different stages of life. And um, I guess, that, you know, one of the important things is, the, is the, that there is consistency, you know, with mum and dad and, you know, we're both disciplining them. It's not like I'm kind of, they get disciplined my mum I'm not cruising in and putting my arm around them and, and going oh, don't listen to her you know like it was okay you know like I think it's really important they get consistency from both parents they work as a team um, so the, the messaging is nice and clear for the children so that there's no confusion and, and they do know what what is right and what is wrong yeah very well said Dan and uh what one of the things obviously there's a lot been written about you as a rugby player I, I had uh, Dana White on the podcast here a while back, the, the creator of the UFC, and he spoke about his legacy and that the most important legacy isn't the UFC that he built or his business. It's about his legacy of his kids and leaving them behind and what they're going to say about him. So I'm, I'm kind of curious here, you know, much will be written to come to about you in the rugby world, but what is something that you hope that your kids will remember you as a father? What would you hope that they say about you down the line as a dad? Yeah, it's, a, it's really challenging because, um, you know, my, my focus for the last 18 years was to be, you know, one of the greatest sort of rugby players on, on the planet and that's what was driving me getting me out of bed and, and then you have a family and you realize hold on there's the priorities change and I guess early on a lot of my focus was on on rugby and I was really struggling with balancing you know family and and the, the goals that I wanted to achieve um so having a seven five and two year old you know they're amazing ages where they just want daddy around 
you know, so last year with COVID, I was in Japan, they were in New Zealand, we're um, living apart, which was really challenging. And I got forced home because of COVID. They cancelled the competition in Japan. It was probably going to be my last year playing. And when they cancelled that competition, I was gutted, um, even though I knew that was the right thing to do with, you know, the, the state that the, the world was in because of the, the pandemic and, you know, it was much bigger than sport, but still part of me was, was gutted. I wasn't able to finish on my own terms and help my team win back-to-back championships. Um, so I walked into, you know, the children's bedroom and, and our second child, Fox, who probably hadn't seen me a lot in the two years leading into that. He was like, what's wrong, Daddy? I was like, oh, I've just, I've just cancelled the, the season. Oh, so, oh, you look really upset. Oh, yeah, I'm gutted. I'm so sad. He goes, but does that mean you're not going back to Japan? You're staying here with us? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's the best news ever. Gave me a big hug. And so just, you know, from that moment, I realised that actually just sort of being around is, is really important, you know. So so going to the sports game, picking them up um, from school, being able to, to run around um, the backyard with them, just sort of being present and, you know, hopefully they look back in, you know, 20, 30 years and go, man, yeah, Dad, he worked hard, but he was around for us. You know, he was around in the weekends. He was always, you know, available to, to play with us. So, you know, it probably wasn't the best start in those first uh, few years of their lives. Um, but, you know, obviously with fourth child on the way, uh, a toddler at the moment, you know, there's some great opportunities in, in the near future. To, to be around, to be present, to be able to to spend some real quality time with these, with my children at this, such a young age, which is, you know, real focus for me. Like now that I've retired, I could easily, not easily, but I could go coaching or doing, but mate, the, I want balance in my life where I'm able to, to be around for my family because in a bad way, you know, there's been times in the last few years that I've kind of had to put them to the side to focus on where I wanted to go to as a rugby player, which, yeah, which was challenging. Yeah, very well said, Dan. And, and, and that was going to be my follow-up there is now that you are retired, I'm sure it's very early yet, but what kind of plans or goals do you have here for yourself for the future? Yep, yeah, I've just been working out what it was that I loved about the last 18 years of being a rugby player and what I've learned through that time to take into my next chapter of life. And something I've really learned is my obsession for winning. Um, you know, so, so I've got a whole lot of... Um, businesses projects that that i'm going to be working on this this next chapter in my life and you know projects that, that i really care about and passionate about and then i'm able to to use my knowledge and experience and, and theories and the art of winning you know to to help uh, help these projects so you know it's a real passion of mine at the moment and you know working on that and and sort of my brand as well um you know it was a great opportunity to, to have flexibility in my life and you know be around for for my family and, and kids. Yeah, and I have no doubt that you'll be very successful in whatever you have coming up here. So uh, I look forward to seeing what you do do down the line here. And the last thing I want to hit you with, you probably touched on a little bit here, Dan, while we were talking, but the last thing I always love to ask all the dads that get on the podcast, uh, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, it just takes me back to, um, you know, to that time where we didn't have any children and then we had our first child. and. You know, there's no textbook. There's no um, right or wrong way. You just got to back your instincts. You know, it's a very scary time. There's a lot of fear of like, oh, I haven't done this before. You know, all of a sudden, um, you know, you're going into this new territory of, of fatherhood and, and, and parenting. Um, but just embrace it. You know, you'll learn, back your instincts. Um, 
and just embrace that that new love that you have. Like I say to all my friends that are having their first child, it's going to change your life, your world. Um, you don't actually understand that until you that moment, you know. And it's just that's the the most special feeling at the moment. So just en- embrace that, you know. Just um, don't shy away from it. Um, just kind of learn as you go, uh, communicate well, and um, yeah, seriously, it's the most special time uh, in anyone's life. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. I'm going to keep an eye out to see if you get that girl one way or the other. Uh, prayers for a happy, healthy baby for you and your family. Uh, it's been an honor to have you here on the podcast. Uh, you're a first-class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Awesome. Thank you, much. Take care. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dan Carter for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you guys go back and check out all the interviews that you've heard so far this year. I've had some great episodes, including Deepak Chopra, Matthew McConaughey, and so many others. All right, so take a chance. uh, Take some time and go back through the archives of the podcast here and take a look at some of the great dads that have joined me on the podcast here. I've been very blessed. I can't say thank you enough for all you guys out there for listening. I'm Alec Lace. That's all I got for you today on First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.